Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, friends, and welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. I am so blessed to be part of your day every week as we are learning stories of entrepreneurship and business building from brave people that have made that leap themselves to hire themselves and become CEOs of their own life. So today we have a special guest, a new friend, Miss Ginger King. Uh, Ginger, welcome to our show. It's a pleasure to be here. So let me share a little bit about this woman. She's done quite a bit in her life. So Ginger is the founder and CEO at Grace Kingdom Beauty, and she's based out of New Jersey. She has been keynote speaker for brand launches, has spoken at various trade conference and product development and product innovation. So she uh, comes from a corporate background like I did and hired herself Ginger, how long ago was it for you that you took the brave leap yourself? Eight years ago. Eight years ago. Okay, got it. So let's take take our audience back a, back a little bit, and I'd love for you to just give a little backstory on, you know, maybe some of your early life, how you know what what things might have led to the belief that eventually you would do something of your own like you are doing now. Okay, I actually step into entrepreneurship kind of by accident. It was an opportunity for me. And once you step on this journey, it's very hard to go back to corporate because once you have a taste of freedom, I mean, it's not necessarily financial freedom per se, but the ability to make your own decision, Mm -hmm. the ability to do whatever you want to do to realize your full potential, the ability to working on your dream, that is something that's really worth uh, pursuing. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell, tell our audience, you have an interesting story. You're an immigrant. Tell, yes. tell us about, sure. you, know, I, you and I spoke a little bit when we first met about kind of the, the Asian family and the yes. directions yes. that you were supposed to go, a couple choices only, and, you know, what, what brought you to where you're at today. Sure. So I grew up in beauty. My mom was the first woman brought, she said, a boutique from Japan to Taiwan. So I guess I do have some sort of entrepreneurial spirit from her that I never realized. And I never realized the impact that she would have on me because I grew up in beauty. I never really like care for it because you it, it was just like, it's supposed to be this way. <laughs> so you'd never appreciate it. So when I came to America, that was 16 years old. Then I started playing with makeup and I saw the transformation what the makeup can do for a woman to empower confidence. I was like, wow, I want to be a cosmetic, I mean, I want to be a a makeup artist. And I applied for cosmetology school. However, being Asian, it's very important if I don't have a PhD, at least a master's degree. So when the cosmetology school called me for a school interview, my family actually told them, you got the wrong number. There is no such person. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So I was highly upset, but I was thinking, how can I make this happen, knowing I cannot become a makeup artist, and I still have this passion because I. This is like wow! This is the most unbelievable thing. Makeup, you know. I see the total transformation. It's like a magician. So what I end up doing is, I say, okay, if I cannot become a makeup artist, I'll be a cosmetic chemist. I'll learn how to make cosmetics, and then so I will be a chemist, which is a science science degree. And my family will be proud of me because a scientist is a noble position, and I can be working for corporate five hundreds. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, what what prompted you? Like, what was that accident that happened that got you into entrepreneurship? Okay, so actually, that, so there was a long story, right? So, I I've been working for corporate for maybe twenty years. Then I, I I went through every different positions. Well, I need to backtrack a little bit because my first position wasn't in cosmetics. My first position was actually working for Dole Foods, the pineapple company, and so I part time I moonlighted at night at nights and weekends at the mall, working for Estee Lauder doing makeup. Okay,、oh, so, you got it in anyway. You got yes, it anyway. Yes, yes, yes. I got it in anyway. <laughs> so, so I can. Very proudly say I have the experience from retail to formulation to manufacturing to product development to business development. I actually have the overall experience, and my last position before I become a consultant myself. Right now, I'm a consultant for I help people to build their own beauty brand from concept to launch. So before I do that, before I started my own consulting company. I was working for a cosmetic raw material sales, and one of my clients she wanted to start her own line. And after we chatted, we realized like she has the connections in packaging, and she was a director of marketing for a big company. And I am a cosmetic chemist, and I have the connection in cosmetic raw material, so it will be a perfect match. So I jump out of the corporate, working with her, and you know, starting a brand is actually very difficult because it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources. To support myself, I started doing consulting on the side as well. So I used my consulting to support the brand. So that's how I started, and we did well in, for the first few years. But then the retail start going down, and we decided to part away. So consulting becomes my main gig. Right, right. Your side gig became your main hustle. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, got it. So let's talk about. You know, I think you you hit on it a little bit when you stepped out of corporate into this world of abundance and entrepreneurship. You know what were some of the things that appealed to you and and really has kept you here and anchored that you haven't gone back to your day job and you you're still working on your own dreams because I have a very clear why and I think everybody should have the why even when I consult for people the first question I I always ask them why do you want to have your own brand because there are so many out there you know what makes you so special and I know my why I mean I didn't come this far to be this far. I want to make an impact, you know. I want to be a mover and shaker in the cosmetic industry, helping people to be even more beautiful. Because that was what drew me in. It's like wow, I see the power of 
products is like it can make a difference in people's life. And I also started my own brand last year as well because people ask me. So your specialty is you create product from concept to launch. What about after launch? What do you do? So I kind of use myself as a case study to show. Yes, I can help you after you launch the product too. That's so brilliant because I think that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is they have this great idea and they they actually promote it out to the market, but then it just sits there and it doesn't get it doesn't move right. Mm-hmm. So what's your what do you what's your process? How do you help them through that? I have my client. I have the first thing I will go through. I will ask them, you know, why do you want to do this, and where do you want to sell? I kind of work backwards. Have the end in mind, yeah. because you cannot tell me you just want to sell online. Eventually, if you're gonna go to retail, or if you're gonna be going onto like a QVC, what do you want to be buy out, or do you want to leave a legacy? Have your family continue the tradition? All this will impact your price point. And also your demographic, so I kind of helping them have a blueprint in terms of where they are, where they want to go, putting together a strategy, and then based on、uh, the person's preference or like the their why they want to build this business, I incorporate that as their brand DNA, and I come up with different technologies that will support it. So people, there's a reason why people will buy your product.、Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. <laughs> How how do you keep up with? It seems like the beauty industry is just ever changing and evolving, and now there's so much that you see on the news about, you know, the the chemicals that we allow in our products here in the states versus other countries. You know, just give us your two cents on just the industry in general, and if you were in this space, you know, what would be the best way to start? There's a lot of controversy on this actually because, in general, consumers don't know better. So consumer in general they want something natural because they think natural is the best because that's something they can relate to. And there's this、uh, misnomer of of like if it's natural, it's good. Oh, you know, every but everything is a chemical. Even water is chemical. If you can、yeah. spell out a chemical structure H two O, it's a chemical. So in the past few years, there's this movement of clean beauty. Clean beauty is not one hundred percent natural. Clean beauty is you can use synthetic, but the synthetic materials are like very quote unquote clean. They don't. They will not have any toxic. Toxic to human or toxicity to environment,、mm-hmm. so it's a little bit safer. And there is then this another movement of vegan because you know we want to be more environmental responsive. So that's those are the things that's being popular. Personally, I am an advocate for clean beauty because clean beauty give you the best of natural and performance.、Mm-hmm. What what about what do you say to? I have a daughter. She's she's almost thirteen, and it's it's difficult. I think sometimes as a parent, when your child she's absolutely fascinated by the just beauty and makeup, and she'll watch people you know for hours applying their makeup and things like that. And one of the things that I notice is that. I feel like sometimes our kids are trying to look like someone else,、mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. versus enhancing maybe what they have personally. You know, how how would you counsel a parent with a child in, you know, in the, in that question? I mean, it's in the pursuit of beauty, because if they want to be like somebody else, they think that's the, the definition of beauty. Yeah. I would say, let them do it, but watch what they use and watch how they use it. Because I don't recommend people to use like a lip product around the eye area or vice versa, because the pigments are regulated. If you use a, like a lipstick around the eye area, you can you may develop allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. And a lot of quote-unquote makeup artists, they like to mix things around because they think they are very creative. So they will use, you know, product not designated for specific area and mix it up. And sometimes it can be hazardous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how about, you know, products that you recommend for kind of beauty from within? Because I think a lot of times the beauty industry focuses on what you put on your face, you know, but just as importantly is what are you putting in your body to, I guess, create the palette for that beauty, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Do, yes. you, do, do you do much in that space? Wellness, the trend is going very, very strong, especially this time because of what we are going through right now. So anything that's anti-stress meditation or anything that's going to come for the stress level, actually your skin gets stressed too. When your skin gets stressed, you actually can get inflammation. You can lead to uh, dark spots and wrinkles. Yeah. So the mindset how you feel is very important as well and that comes with exercise and what you eat as well yeah now you let's shift a little bit because I know we we spoke earlier about the role that mentorship has played in your life and I'd like for you to share a little bit about that as well and how important that is for any you know someone getting into their own business Mentorship is absolutely critical because you don't know what you don't know. And I'm actually very honored to have two celebrity moguls. One is Damon Zhang of Shark Tank. The other one is Grant Cardone, who was just an undercover billionaire on Discovery Channel. Both are my mentors. I went through very, like, a lot of mentorship programs with them. The uh, Damon Zhang especially is my personal mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what has that done for you? What has it done for me is really keeping me focused. And I actually have Damon and Grant's photo on my desk to remind me, mm-hmm. you know, to remind me I need to be like them one day. You know, I cannot let my mentors down because they spend a lot of time and energy on me and I need to show the progress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're, they're both very, very big proponents on, you know, creating those multiple income streams. So let's talk, let's talk about that. You have your, you have your consulting that you're helping people launch their brand. You have your own, own brands as well. What, what other income streams are you thinking about or are you interested in? Well, I put a lot of money in Cardone Capitals. They, you know, it's a passive income. I have a rental property in Texas. So (laughs) 
And I do have a book on Amazon, which I get very little royalty every month. <laughs> <laughs> What's your book about? Yeah. What, uh, book? How to start your own cosmetic line. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. So well, you'll definitely have to check that out if that's if our listeners are intrigued by that concept. Tell us about what role has, you know, networking groups, that's you and how you and I met is through a networking group. What what has that done for your life and your business, building your business? The network group has been phenomenal. And I found like accountability partners that we have been like calling each other for over almost two years now on a regular basis. And the networking groups are very supportive. So they'll give you comments on, you know, advice on what you should do uh, if you have any questions. So it's very good support. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's interesting. We've also talked about investing in ourselves by, by the coaching programs like that you've done with Grant and Damon. You know, it's interesting. I always like to ask about thinking about the money and time investment that you put into your formal education and then comparing it to the time and money you've invested in your, what I would call your mental education in a lot of ways. What, how important and, and what are the differences in your opinion? You know how I would classify that as whatever you did for all the degrees, you did it for the parents. And whatever <laughs> you did it, and you do after you graduate from college, you did it for yourself. Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So how many times do you meet people that they, they, it's like they get their degree and it's as though they've obtained something. It's like they checked it off their list, Right probably more so in the corporate world than the world you're in today. But, you know, when you think about what if you hadn't made that brave leap, you know, where would you be today? If I didn't make that leap, I would still be tied down at the bench in an R&D office waiting for marketing approvals. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, you know, you is if you're not working on your dreams, you're working on somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And you really want to be the, I mean, everybody has ideas. Everybody can create the next best thing. So to have something of your own really speak volume is your baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think about, you know, when I was in corporate, I, I remember it was almost like this hamster wheel mm-hmm. that you were on. And Tell us about, there can be some lonely moments in the world of entrepreneurship. And how do you, when you face those moments, how do you overcome them? How do you get yourself out of that that zone? That's when you go back to all the mentorship programs that, (laughs) you know, you have an accountability group is key. Mm -hmm. Like one of this lady in my accountability group, we actually help to find help her to uh, find out her partner is really terrible. So she ended up a business divorce with him. Mm-hmm. And we also help her to see that one of her manufacturers is terrible. And she actually went to a small court claims with her. So okay. we kind of help. You know, we are like the eyes and ears. We watch out for each other. 
So. Yeah. So your accountability group, are they all in the cosmetic arena? Uh, no, the, my accountability group is actually all from the 10X, Grand Cardone group. Okay. So yeah. different, different businesses and things. Yeah, different business. But I mean, there are some similarities like, you know, we just know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the fundamentals of, of building a business is the same, regardless of what industry you're in. So mm-hmm. that that's actually an interesting point around when you are looking for sort of that mastermind or accountability group, I would think it would be important to have diversity in that group. Yes, you get different point of views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So how are you, like, how do you see the future of what Ginger King's business is going to be? You know, like project forward five years from now, what are you going to be doing? Who are you going to be attracting intentionally to partner with and things like that? You know, both my service business and my product business, they're all targeted to entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I, you know, so whatever I do, I have to do with entrepreneurs. And in terms of partnership, I would uh, get people who's like my, five people have my weakness to compliment me. For example, people, somebody strong in uh, digital marketing, somebody strong in e-commerce, those are preferred partners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You brought up a great point. I think a lot of times we, people may be thinking about making a change and doing something for themselves, but they think they need to have all these skills in order to do it. And it sounds like you've done a really good job knowing what you're good at, but now, but then leveraging other people's skills. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's not totally rely on other people's skills. You need to know too. I mean, I, I do have a certification in digital marketing, but it's really just to understand what's going on. The <laughs> you know? Yeah, the fundamentals. Yeah, absolutely. So we met on this this, I don't know what you'd call it, a boot camp, be seen mm-hmm. on TV boot camp. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, what what are you hoping to gain from that program? Maybe what are you already gaining? And where do you see that taking you? Uh, the reason why I signed up for that is because I want TV exposures. As Grant Cardone always said, be known, be known, because best known beats best. Mm-hmm. Money follows attention. There's nothing better than a TV exposure. I mean, I do have line and print exposure because I've been quoted by over 30 beauty media. And like this month alone in print uh, by Allure Magazine and New Beauty Magazine. So if you Google Cosmetic Chemist Ginger King, you do see a lot of things out there. But I don't consider myself known until you go on TV. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Are, how are you going to leverage what you're getting once you're on TV? Are, is it to attract new partnerships or like, what are you hoping that's going to help you? Check new opportunities in terms of partnership, of course, maybe retailers for my line yeah. and also more consumer awareness because people don't, they don't know you, they don't flow you. So yeah, consumer awareness as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. What's your, are there new income streams that you're thinking about as well for 2021? No, because Grant always said you really need to do the main thing. So Mm -hmm. I really need to solidify my two things actually ongoing before I can take another. 
Yeah. Well, you kind of have your passive residual with your, with your real estate, mm-hmm. so your active incomes or your consulting and your product line. It sounds mm-hmm. like. Yes. Okay. Tell us, tell us really quickly about your product line, share with our audience where they can find it. And if they want to work with you or consult with you, how would be the best way to do that? Sure. My product line is called Fen Love Beauty. It's a line of vegan clean beauty brand that empower confidence through beauty. The inspiration was because of uh, Damon Zhang. The first product collection is vegan lip balms. Lip balms is actually very crucial because it could be ingested by men, women, or even kids. And I guarantee you that's the best ingredients ever you're going to find because it's uh, free of petrolatum, lanolin, or even beeswax. And also have a clinical level of C. asparagus known to boost hydration by 6,000% in 28 days. And I I also have a social cause. I donate part of the proceeds to Suicide Prevention Foundation. So it's a life-saving lip. It it helps with your health because it could be ingested. It can also help other people's life. I love it. Yeah. So for consulting, I have two different websites, but the best way to find me is actually my IG, which is the Beauty Shark Ginger. Then you can, yeah, so you can find me there for my consulting services. And also you will see me advertise for Fan Love Beauty once in a while. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, are you on uh, Clubhouse yet? I've been Yes, I am on Clubhouse. Clubhouse, yes. Huh? And what's your tagline there? What's my? What's your name there? Oh, it's Asian Ginger because uh, somebody took the Beauty Shark. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done much on there yet? I have. I'm curious what you yes, yes. Uh, it's it's been great actually. Uh, you make a lot of good connections. I actually just put out a video yesterday because the lip balm is actually called a stage balm for lips because it was meant for Damon Jung when he was doing for keynote speaking. And there is really no physical stage. But think about it: when you're on Clubhouse, people ask you to be on stage. So it's like, okay, before you go on any of even your virtual stage, you, you can use this lip balm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Well, I am so, so grateful to have some time with you. It's been lovely, Ginger, getting to know you and how you serve your community. So be sure to our Dream Big Nation listeners that you go check out Ginger and become friends with her if there's a passion in your life for beauty and getting your products out to market, then sounds like she'd be a brilliant connection for you. So uh, Ginger, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. Absolutely. To my Dream Big Nation listeners, it's such a blessing to be part of your day. As always, uh, blessings to you in this amazing life journey, and we'll see you soon. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.